So you just never know where your growth journey is going to take you, especially if you have an awesome culture, it will start to propel you forward a lot faster. So make sure that whatever you build is going to, you know, going to work if you're 25 people, 50 people, 75 people. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. Today, you'll hear an episode from our Takeover Tuesday series. Every month, we ask a different practitioner or thought leader to host a series of interviews that cover a specific theme that's relevant to our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Thank you, Sangram. I'm really looking forward to this episode, just like I've been looking forward to the previous three episodes. I'm here with Nicole. Hey, great to be here on our fourth and final episode. I really enjoy doing these with you. I know. They're super fun. That's Maybe fun. we should start our own podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe <laughs> stay tuned. We'll see what the results of this one is first. But I'm really looking forward to uh, introducing our guest today. Today, we'll be talking about how to operationalize our culture. I'm going to hand this over to Nicole to explain a little bit more about how we do that. But, you know, this this one is about fun. You know, we we really believe in having fun. But at the same time, we feel like fun is a privilege. It's not a right. You know, you really have to earn the right to have fun. And, you know, our fun pillars, if you will, is are about values, impact and profit. So how do you how do we qualify uh, what is a great culture? And I think one of the ways to do that is to quantify it. So from a profit perspective, if the agency or your company is profitable, I think you can probably uh, suggest that you're going to have more fun and everybody should play a role in a profitable company, adding business value. And in one of our previous episodes, we talked about open book management. And one of the other parts of fun for us is impact. You know, how are you making an impact? You know, our purpose is to impact enrich lives. And we should be able to, uh, everybody here at Mojo, to impact people's lives around our, our mission of helping everybody grow smarter. So really making the impact on our stakeholders. And then lastly, uh, the values, as we talked in our first episode, how are these values being lived internally? And we really feel like if the values, the impact and the profit are are working in harmony, and then that's when everybody has has the right to have fun. What do you think about that? Well, I totally agree. And that kind of brings us to this final episode. But before I get into talking about what this final episode was, we're going to break some news here on, on the air, right? Oh, we just, news? I know, we're, we're just able to, to launch news? this news out. So pretty excited. I mean, we've worked hard on our culture, hence why we're doing this four-part series. But we um, were just announced a winner of the Inc. Magazine Best Places to Work in America Award. Yay. So, yay. Hey, if you can't clap for yourself, right? Yeah, um, but, it. you know, it's exciting. It's exciting. And so hopefully that, you know, that shows that, um, you know, all the hard work. And, and that just was announced right? today. And who, what better guest to, to uh, introduce today having uh, on the heels of that good, great news, huh? Yes. So Ashton Adair is our director of culture. She says she's uh, she takes care of our people and she does an amazing job at it. So today, Ashton is going to be sharing a lot of great nuggets uh, for you all. I absolutely know that there's going to be at least one thing, if not probably 10 to 20 that you'll walk away with as far as ideas. So she's going to talk through some some tips and some um, some ways that we actually operationalize our culture here at Mojo. So Ashton Adir, thanks so much for being on. Take it away. Thanks for having me, guys. So I don't know about what kind of nuggets. They won't be chicken nuggets. They're going to be culture nuggets. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go ahead and just kick it off and get right into the good stuff. So I kind of prepared five tips for you guys on 
how you can actually take notes, take these down, walk away and implement these nuggets into your culture starting today, if you'd like. So tip number one is absolutely set your pillars and institutionalize them in your organization. So choose your, choose your, no matter what's your absolutes. And we talked about those in the previous episodes. We might just touch right. on them. The non-negotiable, the non-negotiables, right? Yeah. So for us, that's, you know, as we've mentioned, our values, environment, our open book management process. And those are the absolute pillars that our culture rests upon. So you probably already have those. And it's just a way to figure out how do you continuously improve them? How do you grow them? How do you make them better? And how do you ensure that every new hire, every legacy team member knows exactly what those are and how those integrate to their, their role, right? Which is not easy to do, right? I mean, it's, you know, it, it's a it's a constant communication. Building culture is, is not easy, but that's a that's a really important first foundational tip for sure. But when you said culture, building a great culture is not easy. The first thing I thought about is, uh, Ashton, what was your first thought when you got that and now the, the notification that we won best place to work in America by Inc. Magazine? What was your what was the instant thing that came to your head? Stoked. <laughs> <laughs> and I am stoked. <laughs> um, honestly, it was about time somebody else realizes what we realized, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it was kind of a little bit self-serving of a reaction, but I was just excited to be able to brag about what we've built here and for other people to recognize it felt really good. I mean, it's, we're one of 346 that got chosen. And I'm so stoked for everybody. I mean, to be able to get uh, recognition for all the hard work that you go through, and it's not about the award, right? Um, what we say is, you know, you know, great cultures will get you through bad times mm-hmm. and, and to get recognized that way is, is pretty exciting. And I am stoked. Matter of fact, that was my bucket list item. And this week I was actually able to check two things off my bucket list. Well, that's very true. I went, yeah. We went to Burns restaurant in Tampa Bay, which was mm-hmm. amazing. Anyway, I'm distracting. Wow. So let's keep We're going. getting on a tangent here. Just one more plug. Terminus is also on the list of English. Uh, oh, I'm so, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Yes. Yes. And we've always looked up to Terminus and what they've done from a culture perspective mm-hmm. as well. So it's and awesome. I'm glad you said that because culture is so embedded in what we do that we look for our clients to share our profit, our, our, our culture, but also our our partners, right? You know, um, HubSpot is a great partner, great culture. Terminus, recognized for great culture. What a, what a great thing when you put the entire supply chain together with great people. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ashton, so what do you have in terms of the next tip and then next how we've operationalized tip. it? Number two, guys, depends <laughs> what you're driving. Adopt organic rituals as tradition. So some of your rituals may be your pillars, but we're talking about just some of the uh, little fun things that kind of make working at your organization unique. And and be okay that some things are going to come up that do not stick, that totally flop. And And these are the negotiables, right? Yeah, let those go. Do not work on the (laughs) tradition that your team just doesn't like. That's just right. No forced family fun. Yeah, I tried that. It didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like my Mojo Olympics that flopped. Um, So I'll unpack that a little bit for you guys. So just keep those rolling and allow experimentation. Be okay with things not sticking and make sure that they originate from your team because that's how that will stick. Some of the examples that we have that we can give to you that we do is every year at the beginning of the year to kick off our year, I'll say it one more time, strong. We have a Mojo rally where we bring all members of Mojo from across the U.S., no matter where they're located, down to headquarters. 
We focus on team building, having a good time, learning from our partners, meeting with our clients in person, having happy hours with them. And also we talk about our annual goals and make sure that we're motivated and that we're working on on and in our business um, to ensure that we'll meet those goals. I love the team building event we did. What what was that? Beer bike, baby. Yeah, Yeah. that was fun. Gangster rap, <laughs> and then we also have uh, Mojo Versaries, which you know everybody recognizes uh, ten year anniversaries, but they've become very prank esque at Mojo, like flamingoing Mike and Nicole's yard, which was random. And fun. okay, that's a crazy story. Let's not get into that. They know where we live. And then we do Friendsgiving every year, um, our OBM huddles. So yes, we practice OBM, which is a pillar of our huddles or our rituals where every week we make that part of institutionalizing that pillar, right? So we come together, we talk about our financials together, including everyone to, from interns to, to Mike and Nicole. And then we also have, you know, fun channels in our Slack, um, our chat communication tool, um, like Overheard at Mojo. Somebody says something really strange with no context. You just put it in. Well, I should look up some examples while you're talking. Yeah, I totally do that. One says your tongue looks weird. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> there, was, there was a few last week when we had some wine, when our team was in from Indy. But there, there's just a way to, with um, remote team members in Chicago, Alabama, Indy, and of course our HQ team here in Dallas to just connect and you know breathe fun into the workday. Mm-hmm. We have our love channel, so we get to recognize our peers. When our clients or partners send us some love. When, when they say the word great. love, right? Yeah. Say the word love. Or they show us love. It yeah. doesn't always have to say no, love. No, you're being kind of weird. Some people are stretching it. They're like, I mean, I feel like the word thank you is love. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what you're stretching uh, We also have a free lunch Friday in our indie office. We have take a break Tuesday at our Dallas office. Something that flopped and didn't stick was get moving Monday because we all tried to exercise and that did not go well. We tried to do yoga and fell over. So we'll just stick to the <laughs> No, I think we should retry that again. Downstairs. Maybe Monday was just a bad day. It was a bad day. So th- those are some examples, but you, you already have these things going on. Just celebrate them and make them more public, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, you say Mojoversary, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of a lot of companies will celebrate anniversaries, you know, for people at the company. But of course, we have to mojoize everything. So it's Mojoversary. And by the way, we don't, you know, say employees or, you know, uh, or team members, even we say mojo makers. So, you know, it, it, do that for your own business, right? Whatever. We have the benefit of just having Mojo as in our name, which is kind of easier well, to use the Mojo Maker shirt. So yes, that's true. Well, yeah, swag. even on the swag, it's mm-hmm. like I had always before we, we really started this journey is, you know, I thought our swag our the stuff we wear had to have Mojo Media Labs, you know, on left chest or whatever. But we even gotten away from that. It's, we don't have the logo on, I think, on okay. half the stuff. It's about our sayings and, mm-hmm. and inspirational stuff that only kind of would know internally, right? Mojo mm-hmm. Pride. Yep. Yep. Hashtag Mojo Pride. Yep. Follow it. Um, number three would be adopt a committee. So um, I love this one, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I missed a birthday one time. I got really upset. <laughs> Cried. To my we all want to miss a birthday. So, oh, well, you missed somebody else's birthday. Oh, I see. We missed someone's birthday and that was the worst feeling. And so it was like, you know what? You don't have to do this on your own. In fact, 
the way you grow a culture is to ensure that it's instilled and ingrained throughout your team. So we have a committee and we don't just come together and say, hey, let's just loosely talk about how we have fun together, but we have different focuses and accountabilities on our committee. So for instance, our team member James is over recognition and milestones. So he keeps his eye on the calendar and make sure I don't miss any more birthdays or, <laughs> or mojo anniversaries. And, you know, he set up ways to stay on top of that. Now we all will work together. We are all responsible on making that happen but we have him as an accountable party to raise mm-hmm. the flag. And what I love about something like that, take the, take, you know, the anniversaries or birthdays, the team comes up with all these creative things that are like specific mm-hmm. for that person. Right. And um, cause we get to know each other so well, um, but you know, having that whole committee and that team approach, just some of the ideas have been amazing. Yeah. So cool. And, and yeah, cool. And I, coming for Sam, he doesn't know about um, and I don't know either, which is kind of cool, right? So surprise everybody. And what, what I wanted to kind of put in there real quick is that th- as Ashton goes through these, you know, this is exciting and cool stuff. But if you're listening, you might be going, oh, we can't do that. Or my folks would never join a culture committee and come up with great ideas. But you know what? We had that too, right? I mean, there were years and years ago where it's like we just tried and tried and tried, tried to delegate culture, you know, take culture on ourselves. And it just couldn't get to the next level. But over time, if we continue to live the values, we got the right people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. I totally agree. So, who else is on that committee? Yeah. So we also have Tori, who focuses on team building and just ensuring we have fun. So just keeping it on the calendar and saying, "Hey, you know, we really haven't done anything together in a while. So let's just, even if it's something simple, free, like a game night, and bringing in our other folks on Zoom and just connecting." So she's focused on really that connection, right? That's great really like to veer away from always using the word fun. So team building and connectivity is important. We also have a wellness focus. Um, Leah, um, very passionate about serving, focuses on community outreach, making sure that we take our quarterly budget and utilize that. Um, And she's really great at reaching out to the team and saying, hey, we want to focus on a new cause, but what, what is important to you and what should we focus on next? And so we have actually have a list of what organizations by person we should that by team member mojo maker if you will that what they're passionate about what they're connected to and then we follow that list in terms of what organizations we partner with that's cool yeah that's awesome yeah and somebody recently said something about not wanting a birthday gift or not wanting birthday in order to how did that go down how did this go down so it's interesting this is lizzie so Lizzie, shout out to Lizzie in Chi-Town, Mojo Chi-Town. <laughs> so Lizzie said, you know, I just don't really know what I want for my Mojoversary. It was in March and uh, she wanted to give to somebody instead. And so what we did is we made a donation in her name. So we were looking at, uh, for ways to make our birthday and anniversary celebrations a little more scalable, especially as we grow in multiple locations. So the culture um, committee decided that what a great idea we can offer. Hey, if you want to be a little bit selfish, that's cool. We'll get you um, a, a present of your choice with this, you know, denomination. Or you can choose to do what Lizzie did and we will absolutely sponsor a donation in your name. And not one person has chosen a gift since then. Mm-hmm. We've donated to St. Jude's. We've donated to Trevor's Project. And we have most recently for Heather's birthday, we purchased dog food and blankets to go to their local. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Great idea. That's really cool. That's my, my way to go, Lizzie. Great, great, great yeah. idea. Yeah, Nicole's like, what are these things popping up 
<laughs> what would Lucy do? Maybe. That was a good idea, Heather, too. Yeah. So number four would be, you know, make your life easier. It's 2019. So use tools, the calendar, and anything that you can to automate and centralize everything and really make sure that it, at a bare minimum, you utilize tools to automate the foundation. So let me unpack that, kind of tell you what I mean by that. You can focus on your culture and do all of these things that we're talking about. However, if you don't touch on the foundations, like if you miss a performance review, a merit increase conversation, you miss a one-to-one, you're going to lose that report instantaneously. And this is all for not, right? So make sure that you have a performance review tool, institutionalized, sends out automated reminders um, to your employees and your managers to, to focus on that. We, you know, no shame. I use Teamwork PM, our project management system, and I have recurring task lists that remind me to follow up with people to update our glass door 4.8 or whatever. And, you know, our Google profile and stuff like that. So those things are absolutely part of your culture. And, and there's just so much that you need to remember. It's okay to utilize tools to make your life a little bit easier. Especially the older you get, man, I can't remember anything these days without having a reminder. (laughs) So something I did want to touch on is um, kind of how we focus on career pathing and performance review here at Mojo. So, you know, a lot of companies encompass their values in the conversation, which we absolutely do. But we also take it a step further and we ensure that for every team member, we have a dream job description. So there'll be parts of the dream job description that are role focused and then parts that are um, important and specific to the individual. Different aspects on there are are things like our real outcome. So what is that one thing at the end of the day that is a result that you want to ensure that you're working towards all time? So for instance, our client success managers, um, their role outcome, they decided as a collective, um, they would share it. It would be my result is to ensure that every single day I remind my clients why they chose Mojo as a partner. Which oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah I love it's that. It's more powerful, right? Right. Yeah. So we talk about our values and reviews. We talk about their real outcomes. We talk about real measures. Right. So what are our results at the highest level? Well, it's getting your work done on time, mm-hmm. but it has to get quality standards. Right. You just check the box. Mm-hmm. Or being reliable and communicative if you're not going to hit those deadlines, which is also a core value. And it's simple things like that that help our team go, oh, now I understand how to do my job mm-hmm. at the simplest level. And by by review, uh, ROW outcome stands for ROW, R-O-W-E, or Results Only Work Environment. And that's what we covered in the third part of our four-part series. Yeah, so definitely check that out. It's a whole um, you know, kind of new way of, of working. It's pretty revolutionary. And so... It's, uh, you know, it's all about results and not about, you know, necessarily time. And so it's important then to define what those results are. Mm-hmm. And so having that, you know, row scorecard for each individual, you know, uh, mojo maker is critical. And you're right. This row is has been transformative on our culture that where, where we think that, you know, your your work should revo- uh, should not revolve around your life. Right. But your life should revolve around your work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know, kind of back to the reviews and, and the people, our purpose is to enrich lives, which we touch on in episode one. So we make sure that we have career padding conversations all along the way. And in a flat organization, that's probably the number one tip that we can give to other um, agencies with similar models or firms or businesses with similar models is 
you know, we live in a millennial society where people are like, oh, I've been here a year. It's time for my next step. Like, I gotta climb water, right? Well, not necessarily. Let's give you a career path and show you with our career path matrices, mm-hmm. um, which we call SKI because it's short for skill. We have our team members focus on hard and soft skills, and we put their focus on that so that they're not always focused on uh, what's the hierarchy of the organization. It's mm-hmm. not about that. It's about how you grow your skills. Yeah. Then your role. And, and I, I love that. I think that's so important because I think what, what uh, particularly millennials, but really everybody sure. is wanting is growth, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be able to feel like every day they're growing um, their skill set and just learning new things. And so it's not always about a role jump, right? In fact, it mm-hmm. oftentimes is not about a role jump, but how can I, you know, how can I continue to expand my skill set? And what I love is in having these conversations constantly, uh, you know, we're, we're learning things about each different, you know, mojo maker and, you know, what they are wanting to learn about mm-hmm. is oftentimes very different, right? And mm-hmm. so it's really helping the organization as a whole to be able to, you know, be creating these, you know, just digital uh, marketing rock stars, mm-hmm. you know, who have certain subject matter expertise, you know, that they're really passionate about, yeah. you know, in addition to kind of their their major, we call it major and minor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to expand on that, like, uh, what Nicole's saying is we have a role. We have three people in that role, digital marketing specialists. All three of them have something unique and special about them or something that they want to grow grow on in terms of subject matter experts. So we have one that really wants to focus on CRMs. We have one that really wants to focus on sales enablement. We have one that loves long-form content. Um, so even though they share the same responsibilities and accountabilities, they were, were nurturing those those majors and minors with all of them. So. Um, the last uh, tip to just kind of close it out, and this is the short one. It's just Ooh, that, final tip. Yeah, it's just tip number plug. five. It's the plug, okay? It's, <laughs> it's a reminder to to keep it simple, stupid. So keep it simple, silly. Silly, okay. <laughs> so Nicole reminds me of this a lot because I really try to overcomplicate things. Um, so this is <laughs> this resonates with me the most is build to scale, right? So you just never know where your growth journey is going to take you, especially if you have an awesome culture, it will start to propel you forward a lot faster. So make sure that whatever you build is going to, you know, going to work if you're 25 people, 50 people, 75 people. It might have to continuously improve or evolve, but don't waste your time building something that won't um, stick with you as you mature. And make sure that you maintain and evolve while you're building too. I have to remind myself all the time to go back and maintain and evolve and don't leave anything behind while we're mm-hmm. focusing on our rocks and building things, right? So yeah. ask the team for help to, mm-hmm. to do that and get their get their ideas. So you don't want to waste your time on something that won't grow with you. Mm-hmm. That's very that that's awesome. And I, I'm also gonna point out too, so Ashton is in a unique role. Mm-hmm. And it's fine, but you know, most companies have an HR director, you know, someone who is in a traditional HR role. Very few companies truly have a, a role dedicated to culture. Um, you know, Ashton, uh, which we are so blessed to be able to, you know, have her on the team, didn't come with years of HR experience, but just had an incredible background. Um, actually, we we went through small giants, really, um, which is a, which is a whole other podcast. But in essence, you know, the the idea of just great cultures was ingrained in her as a person. And she actually had digital marketing experience as well, but wanted to learn a lot more about HR and get more into that role. Mm-hmm. So together, we came up, you know, with this to where yes, there's HR functions to it, right? I mean, you're going through and having to check the boxes on some HR functions, but really, 
and pay people. Yes. Run payroll. That's that is benefits, you know, all that stuff. So, so definitely part of the role. And those are all really obviously important, but the, but the cool aspect, and we've had several companies go, can you send me that job description? That's really cool. And so I think, you know, in really trying to build a great culture, you know, truly trying to invest, you know, holistically in it, you have to, you have to be thinking about that all the time. And so this, this role was just an example of another way to where it's like, okay, let, let's take this to a whole new level. It's not just HR director, you know, but <laughs> what I like how, what I like how Ashton sees her role is, as you mentioned, she's good yeah. at digital marketing as well. You know, marketing is certainly uh, marketing mm-hmm. externally, like mm-hmm. the entire team does, but you know, Ashton really sees herself as a, as an internal marketer, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and that was kind of my background is in internal communications, but that's where I like to also touch on the PR side of things too. Right. So just ensuring that we're crafting our message and our culture so that we are back, you know, full circle, attracting the right partners and the right clients. And of course, the top talent, because to your point, we don't want folks that are just mm-hmm. here for a step in the ladder. Our mojo makers really do focus on growth. And that's how we take all of this and we put it into how to hire for fit, which, you know, Sam Grimm, if you want us to talk about that too, we can make it five episodes. So. <laughs> but you know that that's really kind of our journey. It's it's a learning uh, process, and I think we learn something every single day. Every day. Um, but we just listen to our team, and I think that's kind of the overarching message. Right. Yeah. Well, this is great. It's so sad. This is the last of our, this our is four the episodes. This is the end, isn't it? Well, I hope I hope we've made uh, Sam Grimm proud in our four episodes. Yeah, um, thank you so much for for allowing us to be able to to do this and kind of share our story from yeah, from one, one best place to work to another. We we appreciate mm-hmm. you very much. Mm-hmm. Well, again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Flip My Funnel podcast and listening to our four part series on Culture Eats ABM for Breakfast. If we can help you in any way, reach out and we would mm-hmm. love to share more thoughts on how yep. to build a great culture. And you can find us at um, on the web at mojomedialabs.com. Um, we even have a live chat, but you can reach out to, to Mike, myself or Ashton with, Allison, with any, yeah. Allison. Yes. And we're, we're happy to share. Uh, we love helping others. Obviously, that's our purpose is enriching lives, right? So <laughs> if we can enrich your life. Great. Let us know. Yeah, and well, we want to learn from you. Hands down. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Sangram here. All right. You already might have heard that I launched my newest book, ABM is B2B. So I want to give you a gift for being a podcast listener for some of you have been listening it for the whole year and a half and, and send me so many messages. So I want to gift you. I want to gift you a copy of the book. I'm not asking you to buy. I'm literally gifting you the copy of the book. So if you text me at 33777 with the keyword ABM is B2B. Simple as that. Text me when you get a chance. Don't don't drive and text like when you stop. It will be in the show notes. So just take a look at it. The keyword is ABM is B2B and text me that keyword at 33777. It will add, ask you for a physical address so I can ship you the book. And I just want to say thank you. I am super excited. Hopefully I can uh, get this book to as many of you who have been a loyal listeners and evangelist of the Flip Buffalo podcast. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.